We rarely know for sure how many people were around when Jesus said the things he says in the Gospels. Often it's clear that there is a big crowd, but we rarely get a number and never an exact one. Occasionally, he's just talking to Peter, James, and John, and we can count, but that only happens a few times. Usually, we just don't know how many people are listening. In Matthew 18, Mark 9, and Luke 9, there must have been a decent-sized crowd. Anyway, there were kids around, because while the disciples are arguing about how great they are or aren't, and even asking Jesus about their greatness, Jesus called a child to himself and used the child as an object lesson. Based on the wording of Luke's account, it seems that it was a little boy. Maybe mom, maybe dad, maybe both are disciples of Jesus, and the little boy has been dragged along. It's not like he had school or daycare or anywhere else to be. Maybe he was a distraction to his parents as they tried to listen. Maybe not. Maybe he was listening too. He was listening well enough that when Jesus called, he came. And maybe he wriggled around shyly at Jesus' side, embarrassed to be in front of a big crowd. Or maybe he wriggled around comfortable in front of a small group of people he recognized and knew each by name, and they knew his. Having been a small boy once, I'm pretty confident he wriggled either way as Jesus spoke and the either big crowd or small group listened. And he listened, too, in his little boy wriggling kind of way. And they and he heard Jesus say that everyone should be like him, small and humble and trusting. They and he heard Jesus say that whoever is welcoming in Jesus' name to someone like him welcomes Jesus himself. They and he heard Jesus say that anyone who causes someone like him to sin ought to fear the wrath of an angry God. They and he heard Jesus say that little ones like him have angels looking after them. And at least Matthew makes it seem like the little boy was still wriggling next to Jesus when the either big crowd or small group and the little boy heard Jesus say that members of the family of believers ought to correct each other privately, then in a small group, and then, if necessary, in a big crowd. And that when the family of believers comes together to correct each other in this way, Jesus is with them. And the little boy may still have been right next to Jesus as he answered Peter's follow-up question with a parable about repentance and forgiveness. And I picture that little boy swelling up as Jesus calls him an example of humility and faith. And I picture him smiling at the idea that someone who welcomes him welcomes Jesus. And I picture him shuddering at the thought of someone leading him into sin and bringing wrath on themselves, but maybe realizing that that was because of how much God loves and wants to protect him, and he swells and smiles again, especially at the thought of mighty angels who see God's face looking after him. But how does the little boy react to the church discipline part of Matthew 18? What does it have to do with him that Jesus wants believers to point out sins privately if possible, but then publicly if necessary? Is he still the object lesson for that part too? He is, if we see that what Jesus asks of us requires humility and faith. 
He is if we see that what Jesus commands is that we correct sin in a way that doesn't add on more sin and therefore wrath. The little boy is still the object lesson if we recognize that God wants to protect the family of believers from ourselves, from our own sins, and our own reactions to our own sins, by parenting us into talking things out, frankly, yes, but as privately as possible, too, so that sin doesn't multiply with gossip and rumors and reputation trashing and misunderstanding. Jesus wants us to deal with sin the way humble and trusting little boys and girls can so easily talk and forgive and move on when possible and call an adult when necessary. And maybe the little boy picks up on that because kids are way smarter and more observant than they pretend to be or than adults give them credit for, in which case he might have smiled and nodded and thought, this Jesus guy sure gets it. And this Jesus guy sure has a high opinion of me. And this Jesus guy must really love me and all these other people too, that he can encourage such maturity using the example of a little boy like me and show us all how naturally faith takes hold of what this Jesus guy says and the forgiveness that this Jesus guy gives and then lives in the new life that this Jesus guy is winning for us right now, even as I wriggle around next to him. What, you don't think the little boy was thinking all that? Maybe he was, maybe he wasn't. Either way, now you are. You and I are dust and breath, loved by God, bought by Jesus. This podcast is written and produced by me, Ethan Cherney, a Wells pastor serving our Savior Lutheran Church in Pomona, California. Get in touch on Facebook at Dust and Breath Pod, on Twitter at Dust Breath Pod, or by emailing dustandbreathpod at gmail.com. Outro music arranged and performed by Mr. Peter Shewi, who is like the heights of Zaphon. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe. And if you could leave a review in iTunes or just share an episode on social media, I'd really appreciate it. It's the only way other people can find the show. Now, go do what God made you to do. Be who God called you to be. Go see what God can do with dust and breath and faith in Jesus, his son.